Hello and welcome to Healer to Healer, the podcast by healers for healers. We are your hosts, Tanya Daly. And I'm Jim Perconin. We are so excited to bring you our latest episode. So let the journey begin. Hello, everybody, and welcome <laughs> to Healer to Healer, a podcast for healers, by healers, to healers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's kind of a giggly day. Yes, and here we are. Yeah. And today, we're going to jump right into it because I'm kind of excited. All right. Sounds good. Let's go. What's our topic for today? Oh, today we're going to talk about stepping into your power. Yeah. We've we've had a year. It's been quite a year. And the question for the last year is, have you stepped into your power or has life circumstances had you step out of your power? Those are great questions. Let's start a little bit further back, though, and start. let's start talking about what it means to step into your power. And sometimes we have to understand what it means to step into your power by looking at what it's like when you are disempowered. All right, let's start there. If you are disempowered, what does it look like? I tend to think people that are disempowered are in a lower vibration frequency. They tend to be defensive. Sometimes they tend to think everything is about them. And different people, when they get disempowered, handle it very differently. But basically, disempowered to me is you are not in your power. Let's go. What is, what is your power? What does it mean to be in your power? So when you're in your power, you feel empowered, you feel courageous, you feel strong, you pretty much feel unstoppable in the world. If you notice when you are power-filled or powerful, you can kind of do anything. Even the little things don't stop you. When you are disempowered, pretty much everything stops you. A dog will walk away from you and you'll make it mean something about you. I think we all know people like that take everything personally. Yeah. Uh, and it, it can be hard not to get into that place, especially if you are in a lower place uh, mentally, if you're having issues. To stay in that place is a problem, I think. Because I, I, we all know what that, what that means, what, that, what it means to feel like, oh, yes. the world is against me. I'm having such a bad day. Yes. That seems like such a benign statement. But are we really having a bad day or are we just having bad moments? I tend to think we're just having bad moments. It's the culmination of the bad moments that actually leads you into having what one would call would be a quote unquote a bad day. Right. And be well, if you stay in that mentality, though, that I'm having a bad day instead of just, oh, wow, I just had some moments. It, it, they're not even bad. They're, that's judgment. It's just you're having you're having an experience. At any given moment and any given time in the world, you're just having an experience. That is, uh, it's actually quite the profound statement that you're making because we literally live in a world of our experiences. It's just the judgment about them, whether they're good experiences or bad experiences that you tend to take into the next moment. Because if you think about it, we're only living in the right now. But oftentimes we will pull the past into the right now or we will future trip and we'll pull the future into the right now, 
both of which tend to take you into the negative or tend to disempower you, especially if those past-based things or the future-based fears are of more of a negative realm or in a more negative thinking. I know that's not proper English, but I'll, I'll get better as we go we'll along. Forget <laughs> we'll forget just, you. Just this time. It, it makes me think of being stuck, especially when you when you talk about being in the past or being in the future, because the only thing we can actually affect is the present, which, you know, we're getting timey, wimey and trippy because we can make decisions that will affect our future. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to say that, but it, but when we spend too much time not living in the moment is when I think we get more out of sync, because when you're concentrating on future. So that tends to be, well, for me, maybe worrisome more so than the past. Sometimes caveat, it depends on the day. If you're living in the future moment, then are you really present? Well, absolutely not. And if you're living in the, even if you're bringing one of the common misconceptions is what impact can the past have on you? And most people will say no impact. My commentary is the past has full impact on you if you're bringing it into the present. And especially if you are allowing your past failures to impact your present space, your present mood, or your present actions. I don't think that there's really a way to get out of allowing your past to impact you because really we're not made of anything other than our past moments. Mm-hmm. So all of our experiences add up to make make you where you are. And that doesn't mean that we have to be controlled by our past moments, but it, it is what brings us to this moment and who you are and who you can become. Yet, so, if, yeah. yet <laughs> if we were to take that apart, most people tend to focus on their past failures and they don't want to repeat them. So they limit what they do in the present. That's kind of a sad way to look at it instead of looking at it as a lesson. But even looking at it as a, as a lesson, you have to have a sense of judgment about what happened. If we had a whiteboard here, I would literally write out um, in the center, I would write out what happened. And oftentimes what happened is that thing, that trauma, that drama, that event that happened for you in the past. But then I would take an arrow over to the cloud. And in that cloud, I would put your story because we as human beings tend to create stories about what happened in the past. And we believe those stories are our truth especially when they have a negative self-judgment about themselves. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So we're looking at a past event and the more we work it in our mind, the more we think about it, the more it becomes a part of us, the more we integrate it into us, at least the story part, because that's all memories are just being retold stories. If you think about a story that has impacted you at the past, Notice how you reflect on it when you are in a very high vibration state versus how you reflect on it when you're in a low vibration state. Does that make sense? Yeah. And and is that where we're coming back to our power? That's where we're coming back to your power. Because if you see and if you learn something about yourself that disempowered you back then, 
And you can see that when you think about it from that perspective, you, you literally slide into a space of disempowerment. That is not stepping into your power. When you can actually see that something happened, you made a story up about it and you live as if that story is real and maybe that story's not real. In that moment, the only thing the mind has is the event and you can quite literally let the event go and be free to make a new choice in the present. So what does that look like on a practical level? How do you do that exercise? Are you okay if we utilize you? Like, can you tell me about something that you failed at in the past that you're afraid of failing at again in the future? The first thing that comes to mind, we'll just go with it. It's not super deep, but uh, going back to school, yeah, I, I wanted to get my master's and I began that a long time ago and did not follow through. And it felt like the right choice at the time, but looking back on it, I'm, I'm looking back on it more as a failure. So the one thing is, is you did not get your master's. No. That's what's so. Where else have you started something and not finished it? And I want you to go back to your earliest memory. Now, if if you could, if I know our listeners cannot see you, but if you could see you, that little smirk on your face told me that this was not the first time you have started something and have not finished it. No, I, well, I am currently sitting in what I call my craft room and I, I love to be artistic and crafty and all these things. And so I do have a very long history of unfinished objects and anybody yeah. who sews or is creative yeah. will understand what that is. That was literally what that was. And because you didn't unfinish something in the past, do you have a story potentially that you are someone who doesn't finish things? Yes, I, 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 I could say I do. I, I think in a, I can use that. Right. And, and, if, and if that is your story, what would it be like moving forward in life if you only had a story that anything you started, you're not going to finish? It creates a bit of an ouch point, doesn't it? Yes, it makes it really easy to give up. And then, and matter of fact, you're probably not going to start something because you know you're not going to finish it. That is the perfect example of how a human being brings something from the past into the future, literally laminates it on a potential idea you have, and then you don't go through with the idea because you know you're not going to get it done. That's disempowerment. That right there is disempowerment. I mean, with me, I want to say I've been in business since 16 years now. I've been an entrepreneur. I have probably started 30 projects. And the one that I keep coming back to is my coaching practice. I have had numerous partners, most of which have not worked out. And I guess maybe this is where I'm a little, a little transformed. Like even starting this podcast with you, you are the ideal partner. We both have a similar background and I am not going to let the failures of previous partnerships stop me from saying, yeah, let's jump in this podcast. Because if we think about it, my commitment in this podcast is to empower healers, empower empaths and empower humans as they move forward in life. So many of us are healers 
And we've been told since a very young age that, you know, you're just too sensitive. You know, you got to toughen up. And one of the things I know about healers is they feel things. They feel deeply. When a client comes to me and they are able to understand that it's okay to feel deeply. It is okay to be sensitive. It is not okay if they begin taking on the energy and the issues of another person as their own, because that confuses your spirit incredibly, because now you're processing something that is not yours. And yet, when as a healer, when you develop very strong boundaries, and you give other people permission to have the issues they have, and you don't have to solve that for them. That is stepping into your power. It's funny that you mentioned sensitive because that is something, uh, I, uh, me and my post-it notes, but it's something I have written on a post-it note in front of me because the word sensitive, I realized was kind of triggering. I wanted to use it as a compliment to someone that I love and I meant it as a compliment. But when I started to type it out, I realized how that could be taken because what we as a society have made sensitive into and it being a negative thing. And I completely understand what you're saying about not allowing yourself to feel too much. It, it's just striking to me how how we have made that such a negative word. I hope you didn't hear it. It's, it's not that not allowing you to feel too much it's deepening the understanding you have about yourself as a healer. So you only feel and process your stuff. You are not, it's okay to feel another's pain, but you do not have to process that for them. Yes, that would be the differentiation. When we first brought up the topic of stepping into your power, I think the thing that came up for me when I thought about what what the definition would be on a very basic level, I guess, as a healer would be operating from a place of intuition. That's a great comment. What is intuition? It is the sensing, it is the knowing that you have inside of you, correct? Absolutely. And if you're a sensitive or if you're an empath, you have had that intuition since day one, correct? Yes. And what occurs in most people's childhood, especially with empaths, they are told to tromp that down. Again, with the, the sensitive, you're, you're too sensitive. Why? And as adults... It's coming back to understanding that it's okay that you are a sensitive, that it is perfectly normal to be a sensitive. As it's perfectly normal to be a sensitive, it's also setting boundaries up so that you do not take on other people's stuff. Does that make sense? Yes. So sometimes empowerment is unlearning some of the disempowering things that limit you as a young person. The deeper you understand that, the more you can actually step into your own power and allow others not only to have their own power, but to have their own disempowerment. As an empath, 
I know that it can be challenging because when you are around someone, especially someone that you care about, that you love deeply, who is disempowered, it can be painful. Yes. It is not your responsibility to take another person's pain away. Now, I want to differentiate that from coaching, right? Because as a coach, I work with a lot of people in pain. If they choose to take their power away and step back into their power, that is my commitment. But I cannot take their pain away and process it myself because it confuses my spirit. We're getting really deep, aren't we? Yes. I just, I just <laughs> but- noticed that. Well, I do want to go back to something you said when you were talking about being asensitive as opposed to being sensitive. That like is, be, that is like being a sensitive, not a being nonsense. Okay. Okay. Yes. 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 When you say, yes, yeah, sorry. When it yeah, depends semantics, but yes, when you're being a sensitive as opposed to if you are being a sensitive to me, that's more of a title. That's actually sounds important. It's something that sounds empowering to my ears. If you hear that you're a sensitive, that sounds like something I can get behind. It's something I can say, yes, I am a sensitive because it is a beautiful title to be. But yes. when you say to somebody that you're sensitive, it, it has a different connotation. And I, I think that is a way to grasp onto something that was a negative, turn it into a, a an, a, an empowering thing. Yes. And move forward with it. Anytime you can empower another, with the exception of like a narcissist, and I don't want to get into narcissists in this episode. Let's not. Okay. But anytime that you can work and empower another, especially someone that's been disempowered, that is a positive. That's something that really speaks to me also. It's something uh, way back in nursing school, and lots of people have heard this, see one, do one, teach one. It's not until you get to that third step where you teach someone else that you truly learn it, because then you can explain it, you can truly understand it. And if you really are a good teacher and a good helper, you can turn it in a way that other people can understand. You can turn it around and explain it again, that is a beautiful thing. So I, I think the teaching component is so vital. We are all teachers. I mean, that is one of the things that I know. And it's the moment that you begin to see life through the eyes of a teacher that you develop patience, you develop compassion. As you are a sensitive, you will be able to develop those qualities of being a sensitive and utilizing those for the best of not only being a teacher, but for those people that are in front of you. I love that. I love that. That brings to mind the fact that when you are helping someone, often you can recognize qualities in them that you don't even realize you possess. Yes. And, and as you start pointing it out to them, you think, oh, wow, I, I kind of, that's kind of me too. And, and I love those learning moments as you learn and grow together. And, and I really hope that I never get away from that. Because you have the attitude you have, you never will. If you listen, and if you're listening to this, for the listeners, can you see the humility? And for our listeners, can you see the humility in Tanya's voice? 
if you're an empath or a sensitive out there, you know you can just hear that humility. It is such a beautiful thing. That is why this teacher over here will always be an incredible teacher because that's what she has. And, and I will also say, this is a powerful woman. This is a incredibly powerful woman because you can hear that also. You're crying. What you can, yeah. I was going to say what you should be able to hear are the tears. You're not crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. Right. <laughs> Tanya, you are now stepping into your power. And my request is that you continue not only to step into your power, but you surround yourself with those that support that power. And if you are listening, you will know that you are stepping into your power because you will feel this love deep inside of you. And that love becomes unstoppable and it just flows. It is an amazing feeling. It also evokes fear because stepping into your power, it can be a place of fear if you're not ready. What, why, why I'm going to be, cause, cause the only place fear comes in, fear comes in as a little voice in the back of your mind that tells you, you can't do something because that is the negative part of our humanity. And that is the part that wants to keep us small. And I am going to pound it. I am going to just talk about it until you understand the fear out of you. Yeah. Well, does that make sense? Yes. But the fear, the fear of, I guess it's the fear of failure. It's the only thing that comes to mind, but it, it's real. But I can't, I can't ignore the fact that it's there. So how do you push through it? How do you step into your power well, when the fear is real? Here's the thing. It's only as real as you allow it to be. Fear is just a simple emotion that when you understand that it is a normal, simple emotion, you can step out of it. You can let the fear and the thought that goes with that fear flow down the thought of your being, and you can choose empowerment. That is how you step out of it. You just choose to. You just choose to. Now, it takes work, especially if you have had many years of being disempowered, many years of failure. I mean, here's the funny thing about failure. You cannot succeed unless you fail. And it is the lessons learned from your failures that will have you appreciate success, period. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of speechless there because you're, you're right. If you didn't have the failures, you wouldn't recognize when, when you're not failing anymore, when right. you're succeeding. Right. Even the word success has has. Yeah, has fear I mean, attached to it for me. <laughs> yeah, even success has fear attached to it because success has probably led to a greater failure. And I promise you the success didn't hurt, but the tripping and falling did. We trip, we fall, we get up. Who are the top four people around you? Do they pick you up or do they push you down? That is a valid assessment for every single person out there. If you notice that you have people in your circle that push you down, it's time to let them go because they 
are contributing to the disempowerment unconsciously because they're the ones that are going to put the barriers there and create the thoughts there. Now, I want to differentiate also between somebody who has you honestly look at something compared to somebody that is just, you know, we all know those super negative people in life. Weird analogy, but I can't get it out of my head. Uh, the, the crabs in the bucket. So if, I don't know if you've ever heard this or our listeners have, but if you have a bucket full of crabs and one of the crabs starts to get to the top and he's going to make it over the top, the other crabs pull him all back down. Yeah. Because they're not they're not going to let you escape. So if you're in a situation like that and it feels like you're being pulled down, it's probably not your imagination. And stepping into your power, stepping into your intuition is paying attention to those signs and being able to see them. It's that wake up call that you just might need to really step forward because you you're not a crab. You don't want to be surrounded by crabs, literally or figuratively. So step out. That's beautiful. That is what stepping into your power is. It's being aware of where you are your power. It's being aware of where you're not your power. And it is you choosing to step into that power. And on that note, <laughs> yeah, I think gonna... I, I think we're going to call this episode good. I love it. I, yeah. I think this is a wonderful place to stop. And I think we've gotten deep enough in the quagmire. We can go deeper another time. Yes. And thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Know that Tanya and I both deeply appreciate you. If you like what you heard, subscribe and like us and leave a positive comment. Yes, please. And come and see us on Facebook, Healer to Healer Podcast. Come join our group and visit us there. Yeah. Leave a comment. Let us know you've been listening. Let us know what you want to hear. Yes. And we're actually developing some activities to get you involved so that you can step into your power. So check us out on our Facebook page, the Healer to Healer podcast. And we look forward to seeing you on a future podcast. Bye, everyone. Okay, bye, everybody.